This Bee Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. Yeah, IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com forward slash B. That's IXL.com forward slash B-E. We're proud to be sponsored by MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Schools can easily create and manage time for FlexBlocks. Win time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and much more. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, MyFlex Learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Yeah, make your flex time work for you. Visit MyFlexLearning.com slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off the first year. That's MyFlexLearning.com slash BE. Come on out to FETC 2017 and learn what we've, how we've programmed for everybody in IT and education. On today's show, we're talking to Bruce Umstead about the idea of return on instruction and his role at FETC 2017. We'll have the featured artist of the week, the Google tip of the week, and more. Stay tuned. Edutech Guys Radio, radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on the site of this program are those of the participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. Hello and welcome to EduTech Guys Radio, brought to you by the Southwest Arkansas Education Cooperative and Hope Public Schools, both located in Hope, Arkansas. How you doing? I'm David Henderson. Hey, and I'm Jeff Madlock. Awesome. Welcome to the show. This is the this is the pre-Christmas show. It's a, it, it, no, it's the Christmas show. It is the Christmas show. Because I'm not going to be here Sunday. No. <laughs> I'll be dead by then. No. Santa Claus, I've come into my house and come in with an AK-47. Uh, Santa Claus is going to come with the bills. That's he's going to come, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. What happened to Daddy? He had a heart attack. Christmas killed Daddy. <laughs> Santa came in that Naroko shaver and just cut him down. It worked so good, I bought the company. <laughs> uh, hey, as much as razors cost now, it almost be that way. Yeah. Well, How do we get off on razors? I anyway, have no idea. Anyway. Hey, welcome to the show. Uh, it is the Christmas show. Um, uh, today we have a, a great guest uh, that we'll be talking to about FETC 2018. 17. Yeah, man. And uh, all the good stuff that happens. Hey, check us out on the web at www.edutechguys.com. Catch all of our podcasts there. Find uh, some recordings from the conferences that we've been at this year and last year. Also drop down to the bottom of the main page. You'll find a contact form there. You can fill it out and get in touch with us. Yeah, absolutely, man. You can also find us on Twitter at edutechguys, Facebook slash edutechguys, uh, wherever else we are, Instagram, Google Plus, you name, you name it, it, we're there. That's right, we're out there. Just go to Google, type in Edutech Guys, all one word, E-D-U-T-E-C-H-G-U-Y-S, and you will find us. That's, a, that's the long S, <laughs> not the silent S, and not the big S. Oh, that's a big S you got there. I need to stop being an S. So, <laughs> you know, it is the internet. It is. So, 
There you go. It's no, the internet. <laughs> Christmas time is you gotta here. Got to put it on the line. On the line, and which we'll put the show on the line after you listen to it. It'll be up on the line. You can catch us on iTunes and on Google Play. Um, also, we're out there in a few other markets. If you're looking for podcasts, you can type in Edutech Guys, comma podcasts, and probably find us on other RSS feeds. Yeah, but we do push iTunes and Google Play because uh, one has analytics and one is iTunes. <laughs> wow okay there hey i'm not hurting and their frankenstein christmas commercial is doing real well for itself so i'm not gonna you know have you seen the frankenstein apple christmas commercial i i in a weird sort of way i think i've seen it it's but odd, i don't remember it but it's it's good it's like okay huh <laughs> well a mix up of a monster and christmas and it's kind of a grinchy christmas middle uh, of town okay. kind of thing it's All pretty right. cool but yeah, hey, uh, today on the show, we are going to have a great uh, conversation with uh, with Bruce Umstead. Yeah. And he's going to let us know what his role is with FETC 2017. Uh, lots of stuff that he's in charge of there. And uh, we'll let him tell you about that during that uh, little convo. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, we do a nice little interview with him. And like David said, it's Christmas. The kids are out. By the time you hear this conversation, uh, this uh, you know, you're listening to us right now, the kids are all out of school. Yeah. It should be the 21st. Should, should be today the twenty first. Make it sound like we, uh, yeah. This is the twenty first. It's right? the twenty first. Yeah. yeah. So uh, here's the thing. I know this sounds absolutely ridiculous, but how is it that Christmas sneaks up on us every year? You know when it's coming. Yeah. Every time it it happens the yeah. same day every single year, and yet we get to this point and it's like, holy, I got to go buy this, and I got to do this, and I got to wrap this, and I got to plan this, and we got to cook this, and we got to. That's insane. It's crazy insane. I don't know why we do it every year. It's just, and yeah, that's interesting. We do it every year. Yeah. 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 And, and every year after, I'm like, I'm not doing this th- next year. I'm going to plan things out. I told myself that too. I, I yeah. did. You know, in fact, I had planned to buy two things a month throughout the year. Yeah, create gifts and get you know, a take. I right. And, and some of it might have been birthday yeah. for somebody. Some of it, you know, but it's going exactly to be hold out for Christmas. Way. No, do I buy anything? No, I wait until, well, frankly, usually I wait until Christmas Eve Eve, and then I go buy stuff, Yeah, which is stupid. But, but you know, I know some people, uh, I, I know some folks that that's actually how they do it. They actually yeah. go out on Christmas Eve, and they would just, no, I always wait till Christmas Eve, do my shopping then, get folks what they need, and then, you know, it's Christmas Day. And, you know, and there's the thing that, uh, as educators, we've always gotten out for two weeks. Yeah. You know, so it's like, well, I've got a week to get ready for it and a yeah. week after to recover from it. Right. But, you know, most people, real working folks, get off, you know, maybe. Well, now listen, educators are real uh, working you, folks. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, the, <laughs> the nine to five really yeah, true. I know what you're saying. You know, the heart of America. The, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, most folks get off the maybe the 23rd, but definitely you right. know, just Christmas, even Christmas Day. So. Right. They don't have the opportunity to go. Well, and, and, and even if that, like, you know, my son happens to fit in that category. You know, he's 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 actually a college student, but he works. Well, especially now that they're off, he's working full time. Right. Because right, the boss right. is like, oh, you don't have school. You hey, can you work can come, all the time. Yeah, come do this for me. So, yeah. yeah. So he's actually working Christmas Eve. He'll get off, drive home and then he'll be off Christmas Day, of course. But then he's immediately got to jump right back into the fray. And, you know, he's he's got to earn earn a living. So. So, uh, yeah, listen, uh, we're going to drop out and going to get to hear some a great interview with Bruce Umstead. Uh, he'll talk about his role with FETC 2017. Uh, when we come back, uh, we'll uh, we'll uh, talk about some stuff for your kids to do and maybe you to do educationally with Google over the Christmas break. Cool. Hey, we'll so sit back, relax. This is a recording we made earlier this week with uh, Mr. Umstead in the interview uh, talking about FETC 2017. 
17th. All right. And coming up on the show next, we've got Mr. Bruce Umpstead, who's going to be one of the presenters at FETSI. And uh, we welcome him to EduTech Guys. Bruce, welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, would you uh, let us uh, let everybody know uh, who you are and where you are and kind of what you do, and then um, you can uh, jump straight into uh, what you're going to be doing at FETSI. Great. My name is Bruce Umstead. I am managing partner of my own consulting firm. I call it Scale Up Education Partners, and I have for the last year I've been working with LRP Publications that runs the FETC show um, to to design a IT Summit, a pre-summit on the future of IT and education, and I'll be serving as chairperson and also a facilitator for the um, the one session that it's a panel conversation on the return on instruction. That was a title that I came up with, and we'll be focusing on it from the IT side. I also serve as the IT track chairperson for FETC 2017, and that means that I was able to pick the 30 present. Uh, presenters that will fill out the concurrent sessions and workshops that run on a Thursday and Friday of FETC 2017. So wow. that's what I've been doing. Wait, you, a, a, you've just been a, busy uh, then. So. <laughs> yes, I have been busy. That's a lot of I at the At the end of the day, we probably have about 50 people that I had to uh, tag to be either on panels or in presentations over the four days. Yeah. I was just going to say, you're the one who approved the technology track. You, uh, that is no small order, man. <laughs> Not at all. Well, and it's the first year that they've had the track. Um, it was funny. Uh, we got, you know, they have a solicitation or what I call a slush pile. We yeah. had like 94 come in, slotted for IT, and about half of them were really ed tech, so classroom focused. And so I had to kind of call out of uh, the remaining half, you know, the 30 presentations for the main track. It's a little bit challenging. Um, Really had to rely on my network kind of come through there. But IT is becoming a more critical part of education and ed tech. You know, everything that happens behind the wall, uh, servers, routers, hubs, the cloud, yeah, sure. data security, data uh, privacy, all of those concerns typically typically belong to the IT leader in the building. And that's what the track and the pre-summit is all about, is focusing on helping IT leaders make better decisions and stay on top of uh, cutting-edge software and, and trends. Well, that's and and like you said, and I've been to I've I've been to Fetsy um, once before a couple of years ago, and like you said, um, so that's I mean that's actually a new focus for Fetsy because in the past it's been much more the the curriculum side, the ed tech side, and so to have a track that is specifically focused on the technology side, that's new. Yes, I've been in education tech for probably about 12 years. In 2007, I became the Michigan State Ed Tech Director, so working with the Michigan Department of Education. It was a first-time position there at the department, and we really didn't have a focus on the IT side. Uh, mostly, it was like I was hired to roll out an online high school graduation requirement, mm -hmm. and we, mm -hmm. we had a lot of people in that space already, so I kind of gravitated more towards data systems, instructional data systems, and the things that actually made it easier for teachers to do their instruction, like really providing technology to the point of instruction, but allowing others to kind of focus on the pedagogical uh, and, um, and student-focused applications. Sure. And so this is just a natural role for me to kind of roll over to LRP Publications, which is a trade show organization that operates um, FETC 2017. And that's what I'm really excited about is working with a 
a professional organization that's focused on trade shows and really bringing quality um, content, you know, and conference programming uh, to the ed tech space. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, before we delve too much further, have you have you been to FTSE before getting involved oh, with yes. LRP? Okay. I was yeah, just back curious. in two, 2000, well, there was a different media company that was operating right, back in 2013, right. but I showed a documentary film uh, that I co-produced called uh, Look, I'm Learning. Oh, yeah. So we showed that down there. They were very generous and, sh- and allowed us to uh, kind of preview it. Our national release was at uh, South by Southwest EDU. So we previewed it at uh, FETC back in 2013, and I've been attending every year since. Um, it's, a, it's a good conference, very teacher-focused um, on mm-hmm. the front end. So on the back end, it's nice to kind of build out some content for uh, what in the industry might be called business decision makers or in I'm focused on more of the IT business decision makers. Yeah. Well, and I think that's a, uh, from, from my experience, um, when I've been to FETSI and just kind of what FETSI has been up to this point, it really has been that teacher focus. Although you definitely get some of the school technology folks who would come almost, you know, by proxy as it were, um, but, you know, not have the content specifically aimed at them. So I, I'm, that's very exciting. It really is. I, that's very cool that, that you guys are deving out the content to help get some of those folks who might not normally even come to that conference because it's been so, you know, ed tech teacher focused now being able to bring those folks in there and hopefully, <laughs> hopefully get the two sides talking because <laughs> that doesn't right. always happen. <laughs> right. And, and really the conference is a platform, right? It connects um, one party with another party and adds value in the transaction. And what LRP really focuses on is getting the content uh, quality up so that those business decision makers know they're spending that time wisely. And why not? It's Orlando, right? you know, January In the winter. 24th through 27th. <laughs> yeah. you know, I hail from uh, snowy Michigan. Like I just got out of there this week uh, for some family vacation. It was like seven below, and I, you know, seven, let's not say below, but it was seven degrees. And I shoveled six inches of snow off my driveway to get my car out of the out on the highway down to Detroit and catch my flight to Florida. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, so along that line, so now tell us about your presentation, your session. Um, give us some insight on what it's about and a little summary of, or a big summary of what uh, participants can look forward to. Right. So there's a, a future of IT summit. Uh, it's a it's it's a joint summit with the the leadership. Uh, summit that uh, Jennifer runs um, in, concurrently. So we'll share um, an opening keynote, which is around uh, return on instruction. Hmm. And I came up with that title because I'm a finance and strategy uh, person. I'm not really a technologist. Don't let anybody know that. But <laughs> what I really f- focus on is technology as a strategy for improving outcomes for students. And more and more, we're seeing people really they're able to back up the request for technology investment with impacts in the classroom. So what I call return on instruction. So uh, Eric will take the keynote and then I'll pick up there as a facilitator of a panel. And I have three people on that panel that I'll be talking with. One is uh, Beatrice Arnelez from Houston Independent School District. She really inspired the uh, panel and the idea of return on instruction. She's the instruction instructional technologist lead for Houston Independent School District, you know, 600,000 students, the largest urban uh, one-to-one, rolled it out to all their high schools after a successful pilot 
called Power, Power Up. It was so successful, get this, guys, that the curriculum uh, unit at uh, at Houston picked it up. Now, when have you heard that, that the curriculum folks yeah. want to pick up and own um, a one-to-one initiative? Well, they did. And yeah. then, um, you know, crude prices dropped, budget, uh, budget implica- implications uh, made Houston really – uh, kind of retrench and, and and ask questions, should we be continuing this one-to-one initiative? And Beatrice and her team were able to actually deliver not only cost uh, savings, but also return on instruction. Like how were they impacting subpopulations uh, according to the federal guidelines, but also um, local, you know, looking at um, how minorities are represented and their, their how their um, performance academically had kind of improved, um, free and reduced lunch students. I actually did a tour with her back in 2014. And, uh, it's just amazing to see the, the kind of central support that the Houston independent school district was providing the local schools, um, both in terms of choosing the type of curriculum. The one I went to was an all, all girls high school focused on pre AP and AP Mm. for college preparatory. And they were all one-to-one. They were using, uh, I think they were using the uh, South Florida framework for measuring uh, technology integration. And then they added a couple other pieces. So really helping that school drive um, their AP, pre-AP curriculum using one-to-one. So yeah. again, it wasn't your traditional one-to-one initiative where they're only measuring 21st century skills. That was actually an additive piece to it. They were they were measuring actual performance against AP and, and pre-AP coursework, and they'd rolled that out to all of their high schools, and they were able to defend that investment, continued investment, uh, because of those uh, instructional gains uh, based on subpops and um, you know for and reduced lunch and all of that. So pretty exciting to see an urban district be able to sustain the largest uh, one-to-one initiative uh, in the, in the country. Um, yeah. So I'm excited to have Beatrice there. She's there all week. Uh, she plays there all week. I've got her in, <laughs> uh, not just this session, uh, that's on Tuesday, um, for the summit, but I also have her presenting for IMS global. Um, she's, she's big on interoperability standards, uh, doing her own breakout, um, concurrent session on return on instruction. So she's going to be able to pull up her numbers and go, you know, not line by line, but, you know, pretty deep into the numbers on what they use to kind of support that continued investment. That's pretty exciting. So I'm, I'm happy to have her on the panel. Yeah. And um, she really kind of inspired the whole concept of return on instruction. That's cool. cool. Yeah. Um, but so then the- I, I have a couple other people on the panel that, yeah. that get, get me pretty excited too. Jim Peterson, who hails out of uh, snowy Illinois, okay. uh, Bloomington, <laughs> uh-huh. da- downstate kind of. Uh, pretty close to Champaign, where the capital's at. Uh, he's been kind of building his own capacity at District 87 for an, a number of years uh, as a Lionai cloud. So actually offering a private cloud to Lionai schools. Um, it's a three-district uh, cooperative that kind of oper- operates the data centers. Uh, they've got redundancy, disaster recovery. They started building their own identity solution and caught the eye of the uh, Gates Foundation, and they have a grant to kind of build what they're calling a K-12 federation, uh, a group of uh, of operators, whether that's the state level or regional level around the country, that are offering services. So it's kind of like, it's not really bartering, but it's kind of like bringing a group of operators together to offer different services. So they might offer disaster recovery and identity. Clark County um, Public Schools is part of that. They might offer uh, cybersecurity and some uh, advanced threat analytics. Uh, they've got the New York RICS as part of the founding group, and and they provide um, 
data systems and some other uh, capacities. And then also Nebraska, they've got a coordinating councils for their education service units. They're all like the founding members of this K-12 federation. And it's really uh, a way to kind of network uh, those districts and those regions and those state operators that are providing services at a much lower lower cost, whether it is identity or, um, like I said, cybersecurity, yeah. um, disaster recovery, other cloud services. So I'm pretty excited to have Jim on. And then we added um, Best Buy, which is also going to join. Mm. And I, wow. I can't, I, I mean, there's a reason why you want to show up and I believe Best Buy is, <laughs> is the reason why you want to show up for our pre-conference. Uh, there might be, um, some leftover Santa goodies in, in store for everybody, but we've added uh, Best Buy to the panel to, to talk to us about how to make those, those smart buying decisions, yeah. uh, when you're looking at device and software. Sure. And so pretty excited about that. And we have, um, Janet Copenhagen from, She's from Henry County, Virginia, and she's been a longtime uh, IT professional and has had to, you know, slug it out in those budget sessions. And so we wanted to add somebody who's, who's got more of a traditional approach to how, how she makes um, those types of buying decisions and investment recommendations and how she's always been able to support classroom initiatives uh, from a tech perspective. So I'm pretty excited about the panel. A lot to talk about, not that much time, but it's only one of, say, um, I think, five or six that day, that Tuesday that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about ecosystems. Uh, we're going to do an ecosystem slam. We've got um, Cliff Lloyd from the state of Tennessee to come and talk to us about device as a service. And then uh, we kind of end the day on a joint panel with procurement. So that's a invitation only free um, summit. And then I handle the, uh, the breakout for the IT professionals. So I'm pretty excited about uh, where that's going. And then we have a half day on the, on that Wednesday, the 25th. Right, man. Hey, you guys are going <clears> to <throat> get a pretty decently uh, full slate. Go ahead, man. What's really yes. cool is I think that uh, the conversations that you're going to start with this, that's the, that's really mm -hmm. the big impact here is, you know, bringing in the fact that, you know, the return on the investment of, of the, the returns are multiple tiered. It's not just about financial returns. It's also about, curriculum returns and uh, intellectual returns the whole bit i can't wait to see where the conversation leads especially by the time you get to your final you know your your final forum it's going to be a pretty good day it is I, I like kicking off the day with um the focus on instruction and um where i came up with a concept for the return on instruction was the idea as a finance major coming into k-12 i mean being hired to roll out online learning it just it made sense right from a numbers perspective to start looking at online learning as a way to deliver at least those hard to fill classes or the hard mm -hmm. to staff classes. Yep. Uh, but I didn't really find any cost of capital uh, in K-12. I mean, I know some, some districts have to borrow money, you know, for technology. So maybe their bonds um, come with a certain cost, but mostly at least in Michigan with uh, the state of Michigan writing the check for most of the operations, if not all the operations, um, the, the cost of calculation, uh, capital um, calculation kind of went out the window. So I'm, I'm like, where's the sustainability conversation? Right. You know, right. Usually cost of capital says, well, can we sustain this? Can we pay for what it costs to, to make this investment? And I, I thought that the lack of cost of capital or the low cost of capital might make it harder, right, to make those investment uh, decisions when it comes to technology and kind of keep things status quo. Mm -hmm. So I've been looking for ways to kind of uh, come up with uh, calculations that said 
this is a no-brainer. We should be investing in technology. And when I was with the state of Michigan, we were able to actually get uh, some dedicated funding for technology for online assessment. And we really went about it. Like, how how do we spend this in a way that would leverage th- these dollars beyond, you know, their own their own worth, right? It was $50 million, 0.4% of the budget. How are you really going to move all students to online assessment um, with 0.4% of the budget? You, right. you just don't go out and buy new computers, right, right. And, and boxes and wires because, you know, at the end of the day, we, we tried that in Michigan, and it's not sustainable. And so we really started looking for ways to kind of leverage those dollars to get, you know, not just 10x but maybe – you know, 20x, 30x return, um, and it's because we already knew districts were spending money on assessment. They're spending money on technology. What if we got them all spending it together? Mm-hmm. Right. And so we started to look at uh, incentivizing um, the the spending of funds to get to where we wanted to go. So we were at zero percent tested online in Michigan in 2012 when they started the program. And by 2014, after running it four years, 95% of students in Michigan tested online. So yes. zero to 95 in in four years. But I wasn't too surprised that happened because when we started offering a little bit of the money as incentive, right, for for district participation in the overall program, we offered a little bit of the money and got 94% of districts to say sign on the first year. So if you got 94% of districts saying, hey, we're going to put, we're going to collectively work together. We're going to collaborate. We're going to come up with the best means possible for moving online because we all want to do it, right, with just a little bit of investment. Then um, I believe that was the that was the win, getting yeah, everybody yes. to collaborate and agree, right, that's the target. My frustration with the program, even though it was wildly successful, is that test scores went down mm, Yeah, because we were focusing again on how many students can we test and not how can we help those students perform. Right. Better. So I think that's really the challenge. And that's why I'm happy to be talking about return on instruction at FETC is that how can we make those investments wisely and leverage better student outcomes? Yeah, that's got to be our bottom line going forward. Awesome. So, so we're going to take a quick break and hit a commercial. And then when we come back, we want to do a wrap up and uh, let you give us what we like to call the 45 second elevator pitch and then give a quick summary. Uh, So we'll be right back with EduTech guys right after this commercial break. Do you share a passion for education and technology? Be our guest on an upcoming show. It's easy. Just reach out to us on Twitter, at EduTechGuys. We'd love to talk to you about education, technology, and what you're doing to help make a difference. That's at EduTechGuys on Twitter. Come be our guest. We'd love to have you. Hey, you're listening to EduTechGuys Radio. Come to you live from uh, Hope, Arkansas, at the Southwest Arkansas Educational cooperative and uh, we have our guest uh, with us and he's going to give us it's now time for the 45 second elevator pitch and we're going to throw it right to bruce and he's going to give us his 45 second elevator pitch on what he's got going on at fetc great well i want all the it business decision makers to put fetc 2017 on their list of conferences must to attend the must to attend conference it's actually a two for one you register for the actual conference which runs the 25th 26th 27th of january in sunny or warm <laughs> let me say sunny and warm orlando florida and you get a pre-conference in invitation only 
uh, to talk about things like return on instruction, which we just talked about around creating uh, learning ecosystems. How do you get your systems to talk together so you can share data and create learning analytics? We got a slam. We got some of the most cutting edge IT professionals out there who've created these systems. They can demonstrate how it works. We've got a chief technology officer for the state of Tennessee talking about device purchasing as a service. Think about that. Yeah. We're also investing in, in a conversation around how to develop yourself professionally. It's a new world order, right, in IT for education. Right. So we want you to come out, come learn about Return on Instruction. It's an invitation-only summit. Register for the conference. We'll get you invited. Uh, I know that there's some benefits for registering early, so come on out to FEC, FETC 2017 and learn what we've, how we've programmed for everybody in IT and education. Right, hey, guys, thanks for having me on. Yeah, hey, man. man. Thank you, Bruce, so much for uh, being on the show, and we look forward to uh, seeing you. Uh, maybe uh, we're, we're actually going to be at uh, FETSI doing live conference coverage, so, uh, man, I'd love to have you come by the table once we figure out where they're putting us. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and I'd love to have you come by and just uh, chat with us for a yeah, little bit. Yeah, especially it's been great Wednesday. Let us know. You'll come by once you get – if you make it through without having to sleep for <laughs> an extra four hours after, your, after yeah. that, that barn yeah. burner of a Tuesday. Sit down with yeah. us and tell us how it's going at the conference. It'll be great. Yeah. Wednesday afternoon might be my only time. We actually have workshops running all day Tuesday, all day Wednesday, all day Thursday, half day Friday. Wow. Um, for those hands-on deep dives on how you make you know your system safer, how yeah. you uh, use SQL 2016 and Power BI to really drive your dashboards. A bunch of exciting things all week long, but maybe that Wednesday between the end of our pre-conference and the opening of the exhibit, and you don't want to miss the open of the expo. Yeah. LRP yeah. makes that a big deal. So I'm excited about uh, opening the expo on uh, Wednesday, the 25th. So I'm expecting uh, a lot of good things. So I hope a lot of your listeners and you cool. obviously will be down there. So I look forward oh, yeah. to connecting there. Yeah, man. Awesome. Hey, uh, before we uh, let you go real quick, folks want to follow you on social media. Where do they hit you up? Uh, at Umstead on Twitter is probably my best bet. Okay. You try to follow me on Facebook, but that's more of a personal. Yeah. 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 No, we like Twitter better too. Thing, yeah. Twitter awesome. at, at Umstead and I'll start uh, getting more stuff out there about FETC coming up. Cool. cool. Awesome. New year. Well, great. Again, thank you so much for taking out uh, time of your day there and uh, visiting with us. And uh, we look forward to hopefully seeing you at Fetsy. All right. Stay warm. See you in Orlando in January. All Thanks. right. Sounds good. Thanks, man. Hey, this week's Artist of the Week is Brooke Annabelle, and this song is called This Holiday. Enjoy.
Hey, well, you know what time it is. It's time for the Google Tip of the Week. <laughs> David has to sing that in every week, or it's just not the same. It's not. It's in my. It's in my rider. This is the Christmas Google Tip of the Week. That's <laughs> not really. This is just the Google Tip of the Week. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yeah. Ho ho ho. And all that good business. Um, this is a great one. Manage iOS devices without MDM profile. So here's a big deal with a lot of companies, and this works the same way with teachers. Uh, your employees don't like to put any MDM profiles on their private devices, but they maybe would like to have the same features that they have at school with their email and all that kind of good stuff, but they don't want to load up uh, your man, your MDM profiles um, on their private devices. So to meet the needs of admins and employees, on the 15th, which was just a few days ago, uh, Google introduced an agentless way to manage iOS devices. So now under mobile management, once you have mobile, mobile management set up in your Google, uh, you'll find underneath that enable mobile management. And now there's a new basic feature. Cool. And that basic mobile management allows admins to mandate basic security on iOS devices without requiring users to install an MDM profile, which is really great. Um, it also relieves the admins of the need to set up an Apple push certificate and the hassles of renewing that certificate regularly. So with basic mobile management, the admins can enforce a lock screen. They can wipe a corporate account, but not the entire device. And they can view search and, and manage their device inventory. So uh, basic management kind of makes it easier for employee, for staff to use their personal devices as work. Cool. So, you know, allow them to set up their own corporate accounts and all that kind of good stuff. So there is the Google tip of the week. Which uh, works out great if you're a Google admin. If you're not, then don't worry about it. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Steve. <laughs> hey, listen, it's been a great show. Hey, um, man. Yeah, absolutely. It is the Christmas show. Uh, we will be back next week after Christmas. I'm, I'm guessing we will be. I'm assuming. If I, live, I, if I live through the eggnog and the uh, the ho 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 holidays, the uh, oh the ho hos, the ho hos. Remember those ho hos? A little chocolate. I do. Oh, They're my favorite. Still love them. Delicious. Salute the little. It's really tasty. So anyway, hey, I'm Jeff. I'm David. And have, have yourself, yourself a merry little, little Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> oh shoot. Uh, You've been listening to EduTech Guys Radio, radio.edutechguys.com. The opinions expressed on this site and this program for those who participants are not intended to and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any specific educational entity, sponsor, company, state, or government agency. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But do they actually do all those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out My Flex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flex time without the common challenges. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com forward slash BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com forward slash BE. Do you want to save time on prep work? Increase achievement for all student populations? Reliably meet tier one standards? You, you can, can do, do it, it all, all. But don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com slash BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com forward slash BE.